You are listening to the Call to Action Podcast, where we aim to inspire, educate, and inform entrepreneurs and self-starters on tech and tips related to navigating this ever-changing world. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to episode 37 of the Call to Action Podcast. I am your host, Shantae, and today we are having a fireside chat with Chelsea DeVries, who is an author and does PR for authors and musicians. But before we bring our guests on to the show today, I have an inspirational quote that I like to share. And here is the inspirational quote for episode 37 of the Call to Action podcast. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Let me read that one more time because that's a good one. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. And that is a Chinese proverb. If you missed episode 36 of the Call to Action podcast, as always, it is a must listen. My guest for the episode was Saida Hope, who is the author of Das Hers. And in that episode, she shared information about her book, as well as her creative process for writing. So make sure to go and check it out at ctamarketing.biz. And when you're there, click on podcast on the main menu to access that podcast, as well as past episodes. But in the meantime, here's a clip for you to listen to from that episode. My plan was actually, um, because audiobook is new territory for me. I've, I've advanced in my ability to edit because I do have a YouTube channel and I enjoy making short videos and just kind of having fun with the medium of editing. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm self-taught and I'm teaching myself a little better and better. And I feel like I could actually construct a nice, good quality audiobook at this point. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I should start thinking more seriously about this. And uh, and so now I'm actually... Again... You can hear the full episode on ctamarketing.biz. As mentioned in the intro, my guest for today's show is Chelsea DeVries. When not writing, she runs and does PR for authors and musicians with her bookish brand, The Smart Cookie Files. Though she's Florida-born and raised, she has New Jersey in her veins. She currently lives in Port Ritchie, Florida, with her squad of three dogs. So everyone, please join me in welcoming Chelsea to the show. Hi, Chelsea. Welcome to the Call to Action podcast. How are you today? Hi, Shantae. Thank you so much for having me. I am very well today. That is awesome. Now, Chelsea, I like to have fun on my shows and I like to do icebreakers. And today's icebreaker is for you to share your superpower with the audience. So Chelsea, share that with us today. I love that. 
icebreaker um, because ironically enough, one of my favorite quotes is actually no one else is you and that is your superpower. And for me, that's what I believe. Everyone has something unique that they bring to the table, so to speak. And if you always live your life where the only person you are trying to be better than is the person you were yesterday, you cannot fail. My superpower is exactly that. I'm 100% me and always growing into and learning how I can accept and love myself and better accept others. Love it. That is so, so nice. That's something that should be shared. Actually, Chelsea, I may use that for my next quote for my next podcast. Awesome. <laughs> I, I do like that a lot. I do. I, I really like that. It yeah. says a lot. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Now, as I mentioned in the introduction, you are a publicist for musicians and other authors. And actually, the author that I had on last week, Saida Hope, mentioned you as a publicist as well. So I'm glad to have you on the show. And now I would like for you to just share with the audience information about a publicist. What does a publicist do? A publicist is actually a... um a mediator and an advocate between you and the media. So um, whatever information you want the, uh, basically the world to know about you, your brand, um, your book, your music album, you tell your publicist and then I am the filter for that information. So I make it where it is more marketable and um, more relatable to the obviously to the market and to people. And then I kind of basically am your cheerleader. So then I then promote you using that information. That's awesome. And other authors definitely need a cheerleader. I'm sure all the time they spend writing and editing the book. And I'm, I'm never written music, but I'm assuming music probably goes through a similar process. But you do want people to know about it and to buy it and to hear it. So it's good that you do that for them. Yeah. So as far as being a publicist, it sounds like you get to do a lot of cool things, but what has been the most fun part of being a publicist? The most fun part, um, actually, um, there's two parts that I really enjoy about the job. The first is the networking aspect of being a publicist because I just love um, connecting and being able to relate to other people. And then the other part is um, actually doing kind of the market research where you um, find different strategies and tactics that are going to make um, people um, respond to that person's brand or a book or music album. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. That actually does sound fun. Marketing does sound fun. Um, and then also, I'm sure social media plays a big role in this. And I know we're going to go into this in, the, in another section, but um, I'm sure <laughs> using social media has helped as well with doing that, um, you know, with getting people connected with your clients and kind of keeping an ear out to what people are looking for as well. Yeah. Social media is definitely a big part of um what I do, it because um, it definitely connects you to the target audience for whatever um, I'm promoting and um, then just also helps me see new ways that new things that people are looking for. Yeah. You know what? This reminds me. I did 
I did a podcast um, previously. I forgot the what number it was, but it was actually the topic was, is social media the new search engine? And it came about because I found that not only I was using social media to search brands to find out information about them, but as I did research just on that topic for the show, that's what people tend to do. You know, they're looking at social to find out what real people are saying about a particular brand or a product. So what you're doing is good and really important. And um, I definitely see how your clients can benefit from you doing that service for them. Yes. I actually, um, you mentioned Seda in the beginning. I actually recently uh, have worked with her um, in order to get her book out there in the world and for more people to know about it. And um, so far, it's been a positive response and really exciting to see that people are um, really taking to her book. That is so good to hear. She's such a fun person. So they're they're going to love her and her book, I'm sure. Chelsea, thank you for sharing information about a publicist and what they do. And I definitely see the need for them. Now, you help other authors, you help other musicians, but you also write. So tell us what inspired you to write. I actually um, became a published author at the young age of 15. And um, what I published then was basically a short story idea that just kept coming out of me, kind of. And it was a young adult romance um, that actually takes place in Walt Disney World, where celebrities are kind of trying to figure out who they love or who they want to end up with. And uh, they end up going to on a vacation to figure that out at Walt Disney World. Wow. That's cool. And Disney's like magical. I think that's like the perfect setting for something like that. (laughs) Yeah, I've always found that Disney has a romantic aspect to it. So and now with like, there's the new shows that like kind of show that with the Disney weddings and stuff like that. So um, I definitely feel like there's a lot of um, romantic aspects to Disney. Yeah, definitely. I think adults can have fun in places just like the kids can as well. (laughs) I think Disney's one of those places for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Now, also, you have published a book recently, right? Um, Tell us about your book, Sticks and Stones. I wrote um, and published a um, book of poetry called Sticks and Stones, and it actually details um, my experience working in a toxic work environment. And um, the inspiration behind it was that I kind of felt like I ended up where I started writing poems while I was working there, um, and I just felt like I needed to come out with the collection of poems in order to kind of tell my side of the story. And then also I had um, ended up having feelings for a guy that I worked with there. And it was my way of processing my feelings for him. That's good. And it sounds like that's a form of journaling, but you're journaling like in a, in the public, like writing out and opening yourself up to public. So 
I would think personally, that would be for me, like I'd be nervous. I don't know what, right? So how did you feel with just opening yourself up with your emotions and the things you were dealing with at work? Like, how did you handle that when you published the book? Um, It is, um, I believe that the book overall reads very heavy because it does talk about topics like um, working in a toxic work environment, um, mental health, um, suicidal thoughts, and then obviously love and heartbreak. But I was very nervous kind of putting it out. And I actually took a um, hiatus from social media when I, um, the book was officially out because I was worried of how the people who I had worked with there would perceive the book. And I'm assuming that you hid the identities of the parties involved in the poetry, correct? Yes, I did. Um, (laughs) The only one that is kind of basically definitely noticeable is I used the nickname of the guy that I had feelings for in the book. And I had called him that while I worked with him. So he would know that it's him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. I'm sure that you're writing that has not only helped yourself, but I'm sure anyone who is dealing with that, working in a toxic environment, which is not healthy, I'm I'm assuming. I've never experienced that, but I can imagine that that would be not good, especially since it is called a toxic work environment for a reason. And, you know, for you to be able to take that and write that out. And for those who read it, I'm sure that they're finding some, some hope and some inspiration and relief through reading your poetry as well. Yes, I definitely hope that it resonates with people and helps them kind of like come to terms with if they're in that situation or if they have any of these similar emotions or thoughts. But um, ironically, um, the response so far has been very positive for Sticks and Stones. And what's the funniest to me is that um, more men than women have actually responded positively to the book and When I was a teenage author, I started writing in order to connect to men better and order and basically I wrote romance so that they would kind of like understand women (laughs) and how to basically, uh, you know, be better at it, at uh, relating to us. So see, and I wouldn't think of of men as reading romance novels. However, that would be the ultimate cheat code book for them to learn about women is to read exactly. <laughs> is to read romance novels written by women. Yeah. So you're you're helping the guys out. You're giving them <laughs> all the cheat codes in those books. That's actually good that they get that. So Chelsea, what advice would you give to any upcoming or aspiring authors? I would tell any upcoming or expiring authors to definitely express yourself, get the story out. The first draft may not be anything that fits the market, but with a few edits, I think all stories have the potential to shine. And then I also think that there should no longer be a stigma with self-publishing. Self-publishing is actually a lot of work. But the freedom I feel when someone buys my book and then later tells me how much they loved it is absolutely worth all the hours that I put into it coming together. That's awesome. Yeah, self-publishing. I've actually interviewed quite a few authors um, that have self-published their books. And 
I have not shared this on any episode yet. So actually, you're the first time I'm sharing this secret, which is not going to be a secret anymore. But I actually self-published a book, audiobook, last year, last December. And um, I'm actually launching a new website where I'll actually have it on there. <laughs> so, but I do know there there was a lot of work um, with self-publishing. But I think it's good that, um, like you were saying, the work that you put into it, for someone to say, great job, or I learned something very valuable, or you helped me to work through something, I think that is really, really good. And I feel like it's worth it. Yeah, definitely. And congrats to you on publication. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be sharing that on the site. I'm not even going to share the name of the book today. I'll, I'll save that for later. I just wanted to you know, talk about that since we were talking about self-publishing, but um, but I'll definitely have that on the site. But thank you. Thank you so much. And it, it was a lot of work. Just in my, in my case, it was audio. But yeah, there's definitely work involved in doing that. Yeah. Because when you self-publish, you are the editor. You are, well, I mean, you can hire another person to edit as well, but um, you are the editor, you are the formatter, and then basically you can either hire someone to design your cover or you basically can put it together yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, there was, a, then I think about it, you're like taking me back, but there was a lot of work involved. So yes, for any authors, yeah, you had to design your book cover. I had to do that too. <laughs> Yeah. And then if yeah, you're right. You're auditing, you're you're doing your own audio in my case, but like in print versions, like you were just saying, you have to lay out the content and get it formatted a certain way. But yeah, there is a lot of work involved. So for anyone out there, if you're reading a person's book that has been self-published, and if you like it, let them know. (laughs) There's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that goes into that. So definitely let them know, let them know. I'm sure they would definitely appreciate it. Just like Chelsea said, to get that comment, that that rating to say, job well done. Um, it means a lot to a self-published author. So make sure that you do that. Yeah, definitely reviews are gold. So we appreciate every review, even if it's not stellar. <laughs> <laughs> right, definitely. Now, as far as marketing your book, I know that you do PR for others. So tell us how are either how you're planning to market your book or what you do for marketing your book, Sticks and Stones. Um, As a publicist, I already understand that the key to marketing a book is both by genre and understanding the themes and niches it appeals to. Um, But in terms of my marketing so far, I've not done as much, but I have done a lot of um, social media, like posting about it. And then as well as sharing new poetry, I share free thought poetry and um, just connecting with people, showing them my writing. So then they are aware of what they are would buy into if they bought my book. That's good. You know, and I see that as like, when you're marketing your products, even if it's social, it doesn't have to always be like a paid ad campaign or something like that. In my opinion, I think social is very powerful because I found myself looking up brands or looking up information on brands or product on social media. You want to know what people think about it. And you're when you're looking at things on social, you're getting real opinions of real people giving information about it. They're not really thinking about that. They're actually rating a product or service, but it actually does look that way when you're looking at it because now you're learning and you're getting their true opinion on that. Actually, 
I did a podcast on that. Um, I forgot which episode it is, but it's on the website. But where I did talk about that and it was titled, Is Social Media the New Search Engine? Because when you go and you look up brands or an author or books or a product on social media, you're going to get a lot of information about them. Not to mention the results you get back are rich. You're going to get text. You're going to get images. You're going to get videos. If someone did like a demonstrative video or a demonstration video um, showing how a product worked or what they got out of it. So what you're doing is really important. I think it's really going to help other authors and musicians get their get their their work out there so others can be aware of it and hopefully buy it. Thank you. You're welcome. I actually um, found that social media ended up where it caused me to uh, blow up in India, of all places. My poetry book ended up on the Amazon bestseller list for Amazon India. Wow, congrats on that. That's awesome. Thank you. And that was all due to social media, like a lot of... um, uh, Indian reviewers and bookstagrammers um, resonated with my book and then it ended up on the bestseller list and I was really uh, shocked by that being especially being that when I first put it out I took a hiatus from social media myself so you know what Chelsea that's one of the beautiful things about the time that we are in and the fact that you were able to publish a book here in America and you were a little nervous, rightfully so, you know, and then you find out in a whole nother country, your book became popular. How beautiful is that? It was very beautiful, especially because I've always personally been obsessed with um, the Indian culture and their way of life. Like, I just find it so beautiful and I find the country beautiful. Wow. And so you connected with them and you resonated with them and they resonated with you to the point yeah. where <laughs> your book became a list on the bestseller list. So that is wonderful. I love that. Congrats again on that. That's great. Thank you very much. No, you're welcome. Thank you. That's awesome. Chelsea, thank you so much for sharing information about your book and congrats again on being on that bestseller list on Amazon India. Now, let everyone else know where they can purchase your book here in America and around the world. (laughs) Um, My book, actually, the paperback version is available on Barnes & Noble um, because that is who originally published it. And then the ebook is available on Amazon and it's now also available through Kindle Unlimited. Um, and if anyone is looking for PR and marketing help, um, if you're an author and musician or even a small business, you can visit me at the smartcookiefiles.com and I'll spell that out for you guys. It's T H E S M A R T C O O K I E. P-H-I-L-E-S dot com. And um, on, I'm on Instagram at onegirlrevolution26 underscore. And you can visit my website for all my writing updates at chelseadevriesauthor.wordpress.com. And that is C-H-E-L-S-E-A-D-E-V-R-I-E-S A-U-T-H-O-R dot wordpress dot com. 
Very good, Chelsea. Thank you. Now, I don't know if we're connected on Instagram or Twitter, but we will be after this show. I'm going to make sure that I connect with you and that you connect with me so we can stay connected. And I'll share your work as well. So, um, yeah, this is exciting. This is really good. Okay. Yes. All right. Now for everyone else, um, actually, I just want to say thank you before I even close out my show. This has been great. And Chelsea, it was a pleasure having you on the show. You're such a kind person. And I've enjoyed doing the show with you. And I hope you enjoyed doing the show with me. I had an absolute blast. Thank you so much, Shantae, for having me on. <laughs> oh, thank you. It was definitely my pleasure. Now, before we come to a close, I do want to mention two of my favorite podcasters that are there um, out in Twitter land. One is York Campbell, and he is the creator of the Poetic Earthlings podcast. You can find him on Twitter as Poetic Earthling. Also, his website, PoeticEarthlings.com. He has really cool science fiction podcasts. They are awesome. If you're into science fiction, if you're a science fiction fan, check out his podcasts. Also, I would like to mention the word Chef Baker. He does poetry as well. And he's known on Twitter as word chef underscore Baker. And his name is Okan Ukeme Cornelius. And he has wonderful poetry as well. And you can listen to their podcasts. Both of them are available on Anchor as well as other podcasting platforms. So this concludes episode 37 of the Call to Action podcast. And for all of the authors and entrepreneurs and self-starters, the do-it-yourselfers, I want you to remember the code. And here is the code. The journey begins when you take the first step. Courage, optimism, determination, and enthusiasm are the tools that will help you along the way. Until next time. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Call to Action podcast. Make sure to visit me at ctamarketing.biz. There you can find articles for entrepreneurs and self-starters on tech and tips related to navigating this ever-changing world. Until next time.